You are listening to the Watch Pod. Uh, all right, so it's been two weeks since the last episode. Is anything, anything happened, Mitch? To be honest, mate, Twitter's been dead. Like, it's been. It's. I feel like it's been a really quiet two weeks in the world of Formula One. I feel like there really isn't isn't much to discuss, really. Oh, there was that one thing. Um, you see that uh, Mercedes driver, um, Lou. Hmm? Lou Louis Lewis, something like that. He got he got traded uh, pretty much <laughs> to Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he doesn't have to be seven time world champion Lewis Hamilton, does he? <laughs> nah, mate. What the fuck? Yeah, it's actually cooked. Like it's cooked. The day after we record, <laughs> Lewis gets fucking signed with Ferrari. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's actually absurd. Just quietly. I mean, that has been rumored literally every year of his career since he started. Basically, since 2007, I feel like there's been connections to him or rumours to him leaving for Ferrari. And it just kind of happened and we were just it like... It was so random, man. Yeah. And like, this usually happens when he's on a contract year, when he's about to come out of contract. He was contracted. He's like, he's he's buying out of his contract. Like, he's... he's there's, there was obviously a clause. We knew it was a one plus one deal. But still... That is actually absurd. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to spend a little bit talking about this because this is quite literally the biggest, tra- or the biggest, I guess, the biggest driver transfer in the history of the sport, basically. Mm. Um, it's just wild to think that he's just completely lost faith or decided that he's no longer interested in pursuing winning his eighth championship with Mercedes, apart from the attempt he'll make this year, and that he's, he wants to board ship at Ferrari over the next two years, um, it's it's mental. I mean, should we should we start by talking about the the contract in itself and what his position will be at Ferrari? Because I think that's quite interesting, don't you? It's a multi-year contract. With an ambassadorial role, which mm. is a massive, massive point because Mercedes weren't willing to offer Lewis Hamilton an extended contract because of his age. Come on. And they didn't give him an ambassadorial role, which was absolutely absurd. Um, now part of that I think is because of a certain driver we're going to discuss in a little bit. Mm. Oh mate, Kimi Antonelli. Who? Well, who at the moment? But just yeah. you fucking wait at this yeah, rate. Exactly. That's what we've been we've been told. But it's it's absurd to think that the reason he's left f- for Ferrari, or part of the reason, is because they can offer him more than Mercedes, which is crazy because you'd not- always think that Mercedes are going to cater themselves for the goat. And then they just turn their back on him. It's 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 peculiar to say the least. It's an interesting move. Do you know like what I find interesting about this whole age thing mm. is we saw an example of Fernando Alonso in Formula One. And do you know what would be really funny? If Mercedes turned around and replaced him with Fernando Alonso after age being a major no. reason why he left. No. That um, would be interesting. We see in other sports, we saw Brady, we saw Je- LeBron, like age just isn't the modern athlete can be as old as you want. Exactly. Right? Like, I think that's crazy. And what it, the first thing I, I thought when Athletes I, aren't retiring as early anymore. Yeah. Like, they're, they're playing on for, you know, that 38 is becoming normal. And I mean, look at the, look at the bloody, the, like, health, like, he's that fit. Yeah. Like, he's, he's in amazing shape. The money going into his body. Exactly. Like, exactly. 
So it, it's, a, it's a big shock move. And it was very interesting because it was rumoured. And it's always fucking rumoured. It was rumoured last year. Yeah. Really strong when he was about links. to come out of contract, it was rumoured. Yeah, in the middle of the season. Yeah. And then it was rumoured again. So we'll just go through like the night. So I reckon it would be about 7.30 when we first saw reports. Because it was on a Thursday night. I was at cricket training. And then I come back from cricket training. I check my phone. I'm like, oh, huh? What the fuck have I missed? And then just before I went to sleep, it was blowing up on Twitter, blowing up on Instagram, blowing up everywhere. But just before I went to sleep, uh, Sky Sports posted. And I was like, oh, wow. This is, this is fucking legit. If Sky Sports are posting it, there is more than just substance to these rumours. This is basically confirmed. Like, Sky Sports have the best reporters basically out of any... I guess they'd probably be the predominant uh, sports reporter in in the sport. So I kind of knew, okay, we're onto something here. This is legit. Wake up, and it's been confirmed by both teams. It's just wild. It's so it was unexpected. Um, but I, I don't really know where where we should start here. Do we talk about its implications on Ferrari, or do we talk about its implications on Mercedes first? I think what we should talk about is actually what we should talk about is how you predicted it. I did. 2025, way too early predictions. Episode last year. Mate, I'm, I'm absolutely cracked. I'm telling you, I don't know about my Jack Dillon and Jack Crawford prediction. Well, I think that'd be an interesting thing to talk about in a minute. But, but I reckon I'm onto something. I think for me, the way you look at it is, is Mercedes, this powerhouse team, is the dynasty falling? And that's the way that I saw it. With them basically saying to Lewis, no... And Lewis going, yep, fine, I'll go to the Ferrari. Is this big dynasty of Mercedes, because of this move, going to crumble? No, I don't think so, but I'm sure there are people that think they've had their time in the spotlight. They're going to have to wait another, another whole cycle to be good again. I think there's a very interesting pattern here. Lewis Hamilton wins a championship with McLaren. Mm-hmm. They have a few quiet years. He leaves for another team, Mercedes. Gives himself a season with them before the new regulations come in place. Years later, he's dominating. He goes to Ferrari next year. A team that's been quiet for a few years. Win a couple races. Has a season before the new regulations getting in with the team. Year after, new regulations. I mean, everyone called him dumb when he went to Mercedes from McLaren. At the moment, it looks like a dangerous call to go to Ferrari instead of, instead of sticking with Mercedes, who are known to dominate new regulations. I mean... I'd love to see history repeat. If, if Lewis Hamilton wins a, a ch- World Drivers' Championship at Ferrari, there is no discussion. It is undisputed. He brings a championship to Maranello, something they've wanted for years. Vettel couldn't do it. Alonso couldn't do it. Imagine that in the face of the Alonso fans. This, like, his eighth championship for Ferrari. I'm sorry, Schumacher. I'm sorry, Ferrari fans. I mean, Ferrari fans will love it, but, I mean, it's going to be a bittersweet taste in the mouth when the bloke they've hated does it for them but he literally overtakes the Kaiser at his own team. That's fucking next level. Like that is one of the best narratives in sport. If he could win a championship for Ferrari, he's won a championship for, for McLaren, multiple for Mercedes, one for Ferrari. He has completed the sport. I mean, it makes a lot of sense why he make that move. I mean, it is, that's an incredible narrative. I think um, basically... Ferrari was maybe the only team he could have gone to because if he goes to a team like Red Bull, it's just seen as a cheap championship mm. attempt. Mm. Um, so it was basically, I think, for him, Ferrari or retire. Yeah, and I, I think... And he's taken, he's taken the red route. 
Um, it's it's incredibly exciting. And the mm. best thing about it is that the Australian Grand Prix is the first one on the calendar in 2025. Tell you what, it's going to be hard. To we get are going to see Lewis Hamilton's first race in Ferrari red. Hopefully in seats. Yeah, come on, mate. We'll be right. Um, By then, we won't be paying for them, mate. We'll so, be put up. We'll be in the suite, the Brabham stand. <laughs> Wouldn't that chance. be nice? Um, so... Mercedes need a driver and I've got a bit here on Kimi Antonelli. Okay, so we're going to go to the Mercedes route yeah. first? Okay, we're going yeah. to speak about Kimi first because he's the radical pick and then there's the logical pick. So let's just preface this. Mitch and I had a bit of a back and forth the other day about uh, Kimi Antonelli and this was basically before I knew as much of them as I do now about yep. him. Initially, my thoughts were there's no fucking way. It's Mercedes. They made George Russell sit in a Williams seat for years. Yeah, They don't give rookies a drive mm. what do you mean Rosberg came from Williams even Hamilton I mean obviously that's a different case Bottas they took out of the Williams they don't have a history of giving rookie drivers a seat in the Mercedes mainstay car as rookies you know like they don't they don't hire rookie drivers mm. so straight away I just shut the idea down I'm like there's no way this Antonelli kid gets a seat Albon will fill the seat for a year Antonelli goes to Williams if he's impressive bang straight in that was until I heard how fucking cracked this kid is. So you've done some research. Let me yeah. let me hear about this shit. This right. is actually mental. Let's hear the waffle. So here's the, here's the thing. We're going in, we're going into this. In 2007, a young F1 sensation drives onto the scene, wins uh, basically nearly wins a championship in Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Right. Should be good. In 2015, a young driver sensation bursts onto the grid in Max Verstappen, who joins his senior team not even half a season into his campaign, goes on to win, brings three World Drivers' Championships to Red Bull. This kid here, he's not 18 yet. He hasn't raced anything higher than F3. Karting championship in 2015. All right, nice. Two-time European champion, made his switch to single-seaters in 2021, and won F4 championships the following year. Last season, he convincingly won two F3 championships at his first attempt. But here's the interesting part. Kimi has been with Mercedes since he was 11. Since 2020, he hasn't lost a title, winning four straight in each of the competitions. And he hasn't come second or anything. It's been four firsts in a row. In 27 championships in his career, he's won 11 and came top three in seven others. And the rest... All in the top eight. So he can drive a car. <laughs> he can um, drive a car. He's got super license points. That No, he's got a super license already. Yeah. He hasn't even sat in an F2 car before and he's, he's already got a super the only license. That's thing mental. Is he doesn't have F2 experience. No, he's just not 18 yet. He can't join the sport under the match <laughs> rule. What a so, stitch up. What, to be so honest. He's, he's 17 at the moment? Yeah. Wow. So 2025 is. is that's a, possible, a possibility. And according to the race, I think it was, mm. on Twitter, they were explaining that. From what they've seen inside reports, plan A seems to be to give this kid the drive next year. Whereas plan B is apparently Fernando Alonso. It's interesting though, because before, I mean, looking at that Mercedes seat, right? I did the maths the other day. I think there's only six or seven drivers under contract at the moment for next season. It's 14 not in contract. Okay, so it was six. Fuck, that was yeah. close. Good effort. That was, oh, that's pretty impressive actually. Well, I, think I, I think I saw... 14. 14 or 13, either way. That is, there is going to be so much movement. It's not even funny. So many re signs. So, so many just. Yeah. 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 Um, but if we look at this Mercedes seat, I think there are so many prospects who can fill it. 
First, you have Antonelli, then you have Fernando Alonso, which is interesting. Alonso said he hasn't spoken to anyone from Mercedes yet, and he's still looking to make a long-term commitment. I believe there might even be a two-year, apparently, reportedly, there's a two-year ta- two-year contract on the table for him at Aston Martin, which apparently he wants to see how the, the, the new brand cars. new AM mm. uh, performs this season before making any decisions because they showed potential last year. So he's an option. For me, that's more radical than Kimi. That's bold, yeah. but okay. Yep. And then there's also the option of, now this is a bit radical and bold, if you will, one of the Alpine drivers. Both options make sense to me. Ocon. You know, they're both race winners. Yep. Um, Ocon probably makes more sense than Gasly. Being that Ockley, Ockley both oh. of them, there you go. Esteban Ocon was obviously a reserve driver for a year when he lost his seat. Um, and he's proven he'd be consistent and I think he'd be a good number two driver to Russell. Although, as we've seen, Ocon doesn't tend to have great relationships with his mm. teammates. So I'm not sure how keen Mercedes would be to give George Russell, someone who's already shown outbursts against teammates, uh, how that would work. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, the main reason why I want Ocon in that seat is just because it means Jack Doohan is a very good chance of getting into that Alpine seat. <laughs> which would be great as an Australian F1 fan to potentially have three drivers on the grid. Um, Alex Albon's another option, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of news around, well, not a lot of news, a lot of rumours surrounding Albon's current contract situation. Talks of him still being contracted with Williams for next season, but let's be real, a contract like that can be broken, especially yeah. if you're at a, like a, a lesser performing bottom of the, uh, bottom of the table side. Um, so... And then there's talks of Albon being offered a Red Bull seat, which also doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, talks of Ricardo going to Mercedes, but then Helmut Marco's come out and said that's not a that's not a chance. He's in their plans, and he's contracted apparently. So uh, my understanding is that he's got a contract under Red Bull's um, more as like Red Bull's driver academy than his Marketing. seat because he's only without mm. he's only contracted at what are they now V Carb for this season him and Sonoda both only have the end of this season so it's it's really exciting and I think the best thing about it is that I well to be fair I think this is probably the only contract option that won't be announced straight away I think almost any other seat on the grid that's currently vacated for next year we could get an announcement at every at any minute but with them with this Mercedes I think that there's going to be a lot of eyes on F2 this year because dependent on how Kimi Antonelli drives that will that will depend. That I think that will be the differ the the differing factor, which decides who who fills that seat. I think, to be honest, the way I look at twenty twenty five, this Mercedes seat, in my opinion, will be the first to go. They'll sign it, and then everyone else will be like, okay, now I know my driver's not leaving. Okay, you think it's a domino effect? Yeah, it'll be a domino effect. I think there's that, a that's, lot a, of, that's actually a good point. It might lot, be the first domino to fall. A lot of good drivers on the sidelines, right? Mm. Drogovic, Porsche, uh, we've got Isaac Hadjar coming out of F2. He's a, Van Dorn. He's a bit of a fraud, but he, I think he's too old now. Um, Fair. He's still a reserve driver, though. Mick Schumacher. Uh, the thing about the Alpine drivers for me is they're both a bit too um, trigger-happy, and they... I feel like a big team like Mercedes maybe don't want to risk bringing one of those drivers in when both of them just have times where they look unbelievably insane. And then most of the time, recently, especially last year, they just disappoint. Disappoint. And P2 
Pierre Gasly and Ocon, like, these are two staples of F1 for the last couple of years. They need to pull their head out or they could just get replaced. Yeah, oh, I completely like, agree. I mean, they've, Ocon's had a long career. Like, he's I think been on the grid. I think it's fair to say it's make or break for both of those drivers this year, really. Because Pierre Gasly's a bit of a... If he's not... Contract years, in a, they're, they're both in contract years at a mid-table team, essentially auditioning where there's mm. vacancies in top-table teams. Yeah. If they're not a second driver in a top team, a leader in a middle-table team, mm. what is the point of having them on the grid? No, it's a very valid point. Um, which is which is harsh, but that's just the way Formula One is. Yeah. Another option for the Mercedes seat, which we actually didn't discuss, is the uh, newly unemployed driver, Carlos Sainz. Um, it was really interesting to see how the internet reacted to Carlos Sainz losing his seat at Ferrari, and especially the way he's reacted. Um, from the sound of things, he was incredibly disappointed. <laughs> valid. But I was kind of shocked because when I initially... As far as my understanding was, Carlos Sainz already had an agreement at Audi in 2026. That was what I was understood. Like, I always thought he was on the way out anyway. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that he might not have had an agreement at Audi. And he was planning on being a Ferrari driver for a long time. And he is a, he's been a great Ferrari driver. I mean, he's been very impressive. Um, the fans won them a race last year and a lot of fans were not happy about it. They no. thought... He shouldn't have been replaced for an aging driver who's going to give them two years at best when science could give them six, seven. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, also very interesting that he now doesn't have a drive next year um, and what that, what that means. Obviously, he's going to find a seat. That goes without a joke, uh, without saying, um, sorry. But it's just where. I mean, Mercedes would be interesting if he spends a year there on, the way, on his way to Audi in 2026, which is what my understanding he will do. And that's what it seems to be the general consensus is that he will be going there in 2026. But the thing is, too, like both Sauber drivers this year, they're both out of contract at the end of 2025. So one of them leaves, Sainz fills that seat a year early. I think that's the number one option at the moment. Uh, it's just who goes. Joe or Bottas? Bottas, a proven and consistent or oh, former race winner. Joe, a young talent who hasn't really had a car to show a whole lot as of late. Had some glimpses last year with some good finishes, but it's it's there's going to be so much movement. It's incredibly hard to predict anything because, like you said, I think one as soon as one seat is one seat is announced, it's going to be a domino effect. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was, I wonder how much noise there was about this Hamilton move um, on the grid. Because it seems very interesting to me now to know that Norris and Piastri were both extended by McLaren. What was perceived as prematurely, it was very, very early, their contract extensions. Piastri, after basically Japan last year, I think it was. Yeah. And then, because I reckon we were in Japan. I remember when it had been announced. After his P2. Yeah, and then um, Norris earlier this year, really. It was only a couple of weeks ago. So it's, it's very interesting that both of those drivers have been held down. But to be honest, I don't think, no I don't know if either of them would want to go to Mercedes. Mm. I think McLaren's shown more as of late. Uh, the only thing that would really drive one of them to go to Mercedes is just the knowledge that they've been able to make the most of, uh, make the most of new, uh, what word am I looking here? New guidelines? Oh my God, I'm having yeah. a mental blank. Uh, new restrictions? 2026, fuck me. You know what I mean. Um, Regs. 
Yeah, new regs. Mercedes have been able to make the most of new regs, and that's the only draw they could have. You know, they've got a stacked R&D team. Very, very, very interesting. Um, I'm just looking at the um, 2024 grid. Mm. Um, here's my little cutthroat on who's not going to be driving in 2025. Yeah, go for it. I've got both Bottas and Joe. Okay, cool. I just think Bottas is just a filling seat. He's not really... He's not even really beating Joe, so... Um, Joe, I can imagine being there for the Chinese market. I well, know it was that. very interesting that Bottas posted a photo of him. He posted an Instagram story the night before the Hamilton contract was announced. Mm. The Hamilton change was announced. And he was playing darts in Brackley. Brackley, the same town where Mercedes HQ is. Very interesting. But uh, surely he can't be going back. No. Nah. He must have just been catching up with old engineers and mechs, some mates. Old mate Yuki, Gone. Yep, I think that's a fair assumption. Ricardo break. stays if he's in a Red Bull seat. Magnussen and Hulkenberg. So dead. Both, both gone. gone. They both retired at the end of the season. Um, There's no way. Alpine, we'll just wait and see on that one. That could be anything. Sergeant, gone. Yeah, I think he's, his days are numbered considering uh, there's, so many, there's so many better junior drivers on the sidelines right now. And I want to say Perez, Porsche, you gone. Me? Yeah, I think Perez retires. Unless he goes to a... Middle team? Unless Perez has an outstanding season, he retires. And, you know, he, for me, Lance Stroll... No, there's no way Stroll I wins. just... I, don't stop. Stop No, him. like, I stop really appreciate him. Lance no, Stroll. No, I don't want to hear but it. I want him gone. I think they can do better. Not happening champion. Uh, but that is... There's a lot of, like, people that I just don't think will race another year. So this year's going to be really interesting if Red Bull build a rocket ship to see... Mainly what the other teams do and the other drivers and how they perform. We see drivers crumble under the pressure. I'll just quickly drive to survive season six. I saw the trailer. Don't Fre- care. Very I'm dramatic. Gonna watch it. Very dramatic. Um, Max wasn't even in like the cover photos, and he's the world champion. And mm. I just think, look, I'll give it a, I'll give it a watch. But to be honest, there's not really much in the whole season that stands mm. out. Mm. Um, I feel like we're getting all the drama post the season. Yeah, it's very fair to say. Maybe Australia will get a feature with the amount of crashes it had, but I um, hope so. We'll um, see. Is there anything else you want to talk about on the Hamilton move? Not really. The, I think we've covered most of what we wanted to discuss. Look, I hope he does. Just well. apart from all the noise about the Bonington Bono going with him, oh, and the no can't. poach rules. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if they're allowed to. It, it seems like an absolute mess. Seems um, a bit ridiculous. Oh, I've got no <laughs> idea what the, what the go is there, but we'll see. Um, and uh, Kimi Antonelli, not going to lie, can see this happening. Can see him just being a fraud this year. Well, it'd be very the interesting pressure. if the pressure gets yeah. to him and he can't win a race in F2 this year. Or he just gets taken Tell you out. what, the uh, F2 are coming back again this year, aren't they? For, to Australia? Yeah, I think so. I'm keen to watch him race. Um, because well, apparently from all these preseason tests, he's been absolutely smashing everyone by minutes. So see Ricardo was in a, doing the preseason test. I did see that he was in the brand new red. Mate, Bulls, they get him to drive that car horror. more than looks exactly like last year's, as Max revealed. It does. Um, now, before we talk about the liveries, do we want to talk about some of the rule changes that were brought in? Yep. Sprint weekend. Yeah, I'm. I'm a fan of it. I think, I it's think it almost, just makes more sense. Yeah, it's almost exactly like how we wanted it to change last year. But remember, we had that episode where we discussed how we wanted it to change. Yeah, it was, it was like almost the exact same. It was almost bang on. So we did pretty well there. I'm telling you, what? Mm. I'm pretty sure the episode was called "Fixing the Sprint Weekend" too. Yeah, it generally was. Uh, so as you guys didn't know, the Waff Pod has actually been over in the United Kingdom 
Yep. Uh, fixing the sprint weekend. We've I'm just pretty gone back. Sure That's our two week break. I'm pretty sure the FIA headquarters are in Italy. Oh, points for effort. That's yeah. how I call the Federate. What is it? The Federation International Audiosono or something? It's no. it's in Italian. Uh, what else happened? Oh, power units. The 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 seasonal limitation was extended. Well, not extended. It was increased from three to four, which is. A big sigh of relief for Ferrari fans because your cars suck and they keep breaking down. Sorry, that was a bit of a whack. Just quietly. The sprint events this year, they're this is the most random locations. I don't think we ever talked about this. China. No, yeah, we were Miami, saying that last year. The Austria. There's United no rhyme States. or reason. There's literally no rhyme or reason. It's bizarre. Yep. I'd love one. Continue. I'd love to see one. Um, I'm trying to see... Those were the major rule changes, weren't they? I cannot remember that they'd be... Would have sworn there was a third, but oh well, is what it is. Um, I guess we could talk quickly talk about more of the the rumours and the well the confirmations and the rumours surrounding races in the coming seasons. Uh, Madrid, Suzuka was extended. I missed that. Um, Silverstone was ex- was extended. Shock. Uh, Australia true. back to the season opener as we discussed. Yeah, nice. Um, Singapore GP apparently rumoured to maybe not be a thing, which was incredibly They're interesting. They're crazy. Barcelona obviously was it moved to Madrid. Or well, isn't? Oh, is it actually getting replaced by Madrid? I can't remember if they're having both or replacing. I think they're having both. I think there's rumours that Barcelona might might lose. But they're gonna have to start. The Madrid is a races. thing now. Yeah. Though apparently it's gonna be like a thirty race season. No, you, which is absolutely absurd. That's correct. And apparently, should the Chicago GP is going to be a thing, well, it's, and it's, it's going to be, be nice. called the North American Grand Prix. Um, but just down the strip, and it's bizarre. I honestly, I don't know how the fuck one country can have four races. I think that's dis- that's disgusting. Um, I mean, I know you're trying to like they're trying to enter this behemoth North American market, but fuck me, really. Four races in one country. I think you're making the point. And they're all so sh- incredibly not good. Like, can we? To just be fair, Vegas was actually after yeah. after everything that happened that yeah, weekend. True. That was actually a pretty good race. But like, it's just like Coast is a boring circuit. Yeah, like, Miami was in, was dull. I think Miami is seriously one of the worst. Tracks it's, there's not much happening on the grid. All right, before we get to the um, the the, the hard hitting stuff, should we do the liveries quickly? Yeah, let's do them really quickly. I've got some... Do you need some of my notes here? I, I, I want to hear you You say the team and then give me your... Give me... Do you want to quick fire yours or should we go back and forth? Oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do back and forth. Okay. So you go for it. McLaren? Okay. Yeah. I've got... Don't mind. I saw just recently they actually released the car instead of the renders. Looks better. I'm, I don't hate it. I like the design. I'm just disappointed that it's so carbony. Yeah. But that is just... What's going to happen this year, unfortunately, which really hurts me. Go next one. Ferrari. Pretty good. I actually kind of like it. I think it's getting a little bit overhyped, but it's good. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, we were discussing it with some mates today, or might have been yesterday, but yeah, uh, the the Seb Vettel era of Ferrari cars were my favorite of the modern era. Mm. Um, so whenever there's white, I'm a big fan of the Ferraris. I think the white, and especially the yellow, Compliments the the red. I like that well. darker shade red they did in 2018. I really didn't like the green they used a couple of years ago. Good one. You do this every episode, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree actually. Um, but I'm I'm big fan of the. 
big fan of the white. So I thought that was a that was a tick for me. Aston I just said Klein. I like wasn't going to get anything different. Yeah, you you got what you expected with Aston Martin. I think it was like similar to the 1988 Japanese uh, flag change. Um, similar shit, slightly different color. Perfect. I mean, you know what to expect. It's clean. It does the job. Next. Uh, Visa Cash App. I've got I'm legit sculling. You don't like it? No. Like, I do like Mate. how different it is. But it's the Orleans sponsor and it's the... There's just a lot I don't like. I am a big fan of it. It it's gives me... It gives me, it gives me Toro Rosso vibes and that's what I wanted. Uh, after the first... Well, the three cars before it that were released before it from the other teams were all fucking filled with carbon. Mm. I was so excited to see a car with a predominant like paint the job. White, the white car. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. That's Gives old Williams. No, because I liked, don't get me wrong, I liked the Afataris because they were so simplistic. But when we have a grid that is so bland this year, it was nice to have a car, livery on a car, that is actually bright and different yeah. and is going to stand out. So that's why I'm a big fan of the V-Cars. Steak, I've got Razor Mouse. Oh, like the computer the company? mouses. Yeah. I just think... I just like it because, once again, obviously there's a lot of carbon on that car, but at least the green sticks out. And I wish it was metallic. That's what I wish. Yeah. I, I kind of like that it's the fluorescent green. I don't like their um, overalls, though, with the green sleeves. Those are something. Um, their marketing's been horrible, too. Valtteri yeah, looked annoyed. It's been they interesting. Look, but I, like I actually don't hate the car and um, uh, it's just going to be easily identifiable and exciting on the track and that's all I wanted. They, It looks like the car like your first make on F1 My Team or on the F1 mobile app. Um, a lot of the um, a lot of the comments have been saying that. Well, a lot of the liveries this year really from those sort of mid to the low level teams have looked really basic in their designs. Alpine. I actually really like it. Pink is maybe a bit of a downgrade for me, the pink one. Do you remember when, uh, do you remember the Alpine was blue, white and red? Blue, white, and red. For one fucking year before BWT came on board? No, let me... How do you... That was the oh, first the, year. The one where and it was won. peak, and I fucking miss it so much. Was it Alpine 2020? No, 2021. Uh, I can tell you when it's 21. Yep. Because I remember it was... Oh, announced. that was good. See, it looked a bit like Colgate toothpaste. Yeah. But it was better in my opinion. I don't like how much fucking carbon there is in this car. They're like, here's the blue one. Here's the pink one. But it is so carbon dom dominant... They look like the same fucking car. I actually can barely tell. You cannot tell the difference. Because like, there's too much pink on the blue one. The, and then and there's, there's too much... Like, it's just... it's. I'm how much does paint weigh? <laughs> no. Seriously. How much does paint they fucking don't even weigh to justify this shit? Paint is not that heavy. Surely it cannot make a, like, a performance difference that is substantial enough to strip back the car to black fucking carbon. It's actually so disappointing. The two fastest cars last year were the Ferrari and the Red Bull. They're both covered in paint. How much does it fucking weigh? I really, I wish I could see the numbers because this is absurd. Um, do you also see the rumour on Twitter by our favourite F1 source, fastest pit stop? Uh, they're really worried about this car. They really think it's going to be Absolute rubbish. And I hope it is after this. Um, Whatever. Williams. I expected more. Ooh. I just wanted a white car. Mate. Like, it's a, it's a bloody battery. It's so dark. Yeah. All these cars are so dark. Like, it's actually going That's to be That's what I mean. Dark. That's why I liked the colourful cars. Because at least they're going to stick out in the, the grid colors? and give us something, you know? Like, these carbon-covered cars are just... Just for the team colors. Have just black and then a shade. Yeah, they're just fucking depressing. Pass. 
once again, like it's still mid. Once again, it's just carbon, man. Mm. It's it's not terrible, but it's it's not anything like I know they're consistent and they've actually had black in their color scheme the last few years, or basically since their inception. But still, it's just not doing anything for me. Like I'm not impressed by it. So loved that livery. We're just looking at the McLaren Austria livery. Uh, is that the Triple Crown? Or? Yeah, the yeah, Triple Crown. I was crown. a big fan of the Triple Crown. That was crown. great. I said I liked that more than the Golf livery, oh. and I got flamed for it. Twenty, The 2022 cars were really good. Yeah, that's what I mean, mate. We've had some, <laughs> like, the last... That's why it's so disappointing, because it just feels like we've taken a massive backward step from where we were. All right. Very, very disappointing. Now, um, but that's get... enough of the liveries. What are we waiting on now? Andretti? Just the Mercedes and the Red Bull? We know what the Red yeah. Bull looks like. Max said on a stream a few weeks ago it's going to be the exact same, and then we saw it on the track. It's the exact same. The shakedown and is the exact same. McLaren and the Mercedes is black. I think the Mercedes, I think the Mercedes actually gets released in an hour and 15 minutes. Mm, classic. And I'm pretty confident what it's going to look like. Uh, well, I mean, there's two options, isn't there? Really? Black or silver. Yep, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be really clean. Nah. No. Imagine they go what. red. Let's <laughs> go red. Or they go like lime green. Just take the piss, go yellow. Um, all right, little section here on Andretti. Um, oh my fucking I feel like we God. actually did speak about this, but maybe not into full detail. No, we didn't. It happened, the, it happened literally the night of okay, uh, so our last episode. We saw that there. We just assumed they were in. We were going to have a new team on the grid mm. next year. And I think it is, before we get into it, it's, it's, it's good to preface the fact that they've been blocked from driving, entering the grid next year, but I think they can still join in 26 or 27. So I don't think it's the end of Andretti in F1, but shit, it is a massive, massive setback. Um, disappointing. So a couple quotes. Our assessment process has established that the presence of the 11th team would not in it itself provide value to the championship. Uh, they also said the most significant way in which a new entrant would bring value is by being competitive. We do not believe that the applicant Mate. would be competitive. And I've got a couple Mate. stats here. They are the most prominent... They are the most prominent team in IndyCar. Mm-hmm. They have four cars. Since Michael Andretti's involvement, the team has won, has won the Indian- Indianapolis 500 five times mm-hmm. and overall championship four times. And it is absolutely bollocks that Andretti are not in Formula 1. The only reason why they wouldn't be is because of the cost and the strain of having 11 teams that add to the race project marries, ma- managers and the F1 Global f- managers. Basically, the job becomes too hard. Why F1 has rejected them for 2025, I don't know, but 2026, 27 is still there. It's just bullshit, especially with Cadillac being the engine manufacturer. Uh, it makes no sense. No. Like, I mean, if we look at F1 at the moment, what is the, like apart from F2, F3, the junior series, mm. what is the most similar, essentially, um, racing code there is at the moment? I, I feel like it's IndyCar. It's either IndyCar or f- whatever the one in um, Japan is. Oh, Super Formula. Yeah. But Super Formula is also, in a way, perceived to be a junior racing program underneath Formula <laughs> One. Uh, it's so disappointing because they say that they think Formula One would bring to Andretti more value than Andretti would bring to Formula One. Under that logic, and what the fuck is Haas doing on the grid? <laughs> what are they bringing and to Alpine, Formula One? Bro, like, let's be real. Haas, Alpine, oh, stake. Mate, you say that, but Alpine have won a race. Mm, mm, like, yeah. they bring something in comparison. We like, need more car manufacturers just, on the grid. Exactly why them bringing Cadillac on. Where's Peugeot? So di- like, where's... Like, it's so... It's just so disappointing because 
I think their their <laughs> their reasoning is just so hypocritical. Mm. Like it is so so frustrating. And like we will never see Porsche because they don't want to fail. Like it's that simple. Yeah, they. Oh, could you? They just don't want to fail. There's been some really cool, really really cool um, liveries. Con- concept liveries for a mm. Porsche team on the grid. I'm like, God. What happened? The only manufacturer I can maybe see is Peugeot, Cadillac, but they got rejected. Um, it's probably probably it. We're, get, we're getting forward, to be fair. We are getting forward in 2026. Keep yeah. forgetting that. Oh, of course. And Audi. Yep. True. Well, maybe I shouldn't be complaining. Yeah, you actually are kind of getting... <laughs> we actually are to an extent. Um, all right, let's just get to the news, the, the, the heavy stuff. That's one way to put it. Um, uh, are we talking about Christian Horner? Yeah, we are. It's it's a lot. I mean, we we both don't. At the moment, I feel like it's not something to have a massive conversation about no. because it's also just been kept relatively vague and quiet in the mm. sense that he's been from multiple people, like multiple multiple people, have recommended him to resign from his role as the team principal. Which makes me think when people like Bernie Eccleston, who obviously did get done for tax fraud, but is also like a very senior and experienced member of the sport. Um, when people like that, who know what it's like to go through <laughs> fucking mental events where they're in big scandals, are, are recommending that he steps down. That's when you know there's some substance behind these claims. He sat in an eight hour meeting last week in, um, in London. I, I think... He doesn't. He might see the first race of the season, but I think by the time this investigation ends, I don't think he's going to have a seat. Um, a seat. Sorry, I don't think he's going to have a job with uh, Red Bull. I think he's he's gone from the sport at this rate. Um, oh, the only context we've been got, and there's so many rumors. So you've got to be careful about what we say because you don't want to be like rumor mongering or spreading false uh, false stories. But it sounds like what. The way they say in a PG version. Yeah, the way they've said it was. Um, oh, what what term do they use? It being was like, a rude person. No, <laughs> being, a uh, rude person. being a rude manager. It was like unprofessional conduct or yeah. like um, inappropriate conduct with a female. Apparently, now that's I've heard different things happen. So mm. apparently, a female or just even another staff member. Um, apparently, photos. I don't. I don't want to get into it, but it just sounds like something's happened, and he's not going to survive. He's been a bad, 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 bad. Bad man. So who knows what happens there? Um, but I don't know who the fuck replaces him. Uh, Jonathan Wheatley, who I don't. Oh, so you do? Yeah, I. I think he's just the assistant at the moment. I'm not sure. Um, if for me, that is the F1 news I have. Do you, do you have anything? No. Well, I just want to say that if he does lose his seat, lose his position. Sorry, that's going to be really sad because I mean, his I think I mean if he, if he deserves to to lose his seat, lose his job. Sorry, fuck. If he deserves to lose his job. So be it. Obviously, you stand with the victim if it is what it's rumoured to be. Mm -hmm. But that would be a real travesty considering how awesome his career working for Red Bull has been as their team principal, what he's achieved, how much that'll tarnish his legacy. Um, That'll be a real shame. Um, It also, like, I think he brings a lot of entertainment to the grid, especially the way that he uh, interviews, the way he talks to his drivers, talks to other team principals. He brings a lot of value to the grid. And I also think Toto Wolff leads at the end of this year at Mercedes. He's already started his exit plan, it seems. So I think we're a very good chance of losing, in one year, the three most iconic 
Yeah, I think... Team principles. The three most iconic team principles on the grid. You lose Wolf, Horner, and uh, Steiner. Steiner to Red Bull. That, we're looking... It's a new era. Literally right before these new regs. Like, that's... It's pretty big. Um, I think Steiner gets a seat somewhere. No, I, I think he moves on different sport this rate. Um, Just try to sell more of his book. I, I feel like there wasn't actually that much this week. No, nah, uh, been a quiet two weeks, like we yeah. said. Not much happened. Tell you what, do you want to read his book? Yeah, Steiner. I've actually got that on my list somewhere. I've got... There's a couple, find a copy. couple books. I don't want to read like a biography by like Lewis or anything. Cause it's oh, not the Mercedes is out. Hello. Oh, it's actually, it is really, really good looking. Is it silver? It's a gradient. So you're going to have a live reaction here. All right, so it's silver down the middle. Ooh. I like the light blue trim. That's the, the, the teal trim. That's actually really nice. And then it turns to black on the sides, and then the black and the... Okay, I I really like this car. Wowee. Oh, you know what? They are sending Lewis off really well. I'm a... Oh, dude, I'm a big fan of this car. I think it might look silly at times. Like, I do like the Could you imagine this the, under lights? Yeah. Dude, I, this is a good-looking car. I wonder what people think of it. I really like the gradient. Oh, there's a lot of fans of it in the comment sections. Dude, that's a that's a really, really nice car. Expecting big things from that this year. Not. Uh, <laughs> it'd be good to see them competitive, though. How funny would it be if Lewis just wins it this year? That's another thing. I just don't know if he's going to have the opportunity to. Yeah, but how funny would it be if he leaves Ferrari in his last year with him, he wins? That would be mental. Mm. Um, should we wrap it up? I actually don't have a true or false for you this week because... I expected us to be here talking for fucking 60 minutes about this shit, but we actually were pretty good. We were concise. We didn't waffle too badly. I've got a question for you. Okay, this will be good. Like a true or false? If or there a, was an F, uh, F1 driver that oh, okay. you would take, you would ask to be your Valentine, who would it be? <laughs> Why are you asking for me for my F1 Valentine? Because it's Valentine's um, Day, mate. Who's the best looking? Pause. That I'm asking wild. Lewis Hamilton. Out. That was why. Personally, I'm asking Lewis out. Lewis is probably the richest. You're probably looking at a pretty good feed. <laughs> Um, then again, they're all pretty loaded. Yeah. F1 driver. Do they have to be a current driver? No, no, there's no. Not Mick Schumacher. True. You'd look, you'd look good on his Instagram. That is one good looking rooster, and he runs a good TikTok. He was in, he was in, Ve- uh, not Vegas. He was in uh, New York last weekend, and he, he looks like he was doing New York. A good looking rooster, well, and I wouldn't mind going back to New York with my boy, <laughs> with my boy Mick. He'll look after me for sure. Well, there you go, Mick Schumacher. There's your Valentine. You know where to find me, buddy. Or maybe I'll go with Gene. <laughs> We're right. still sticking with Gene. <laughs> We're still sticking with him. All right, should we wrap it up? I mean, there's not much else to talk about. We basically covered everything. So that's all the liveries then. Now we know what the livery looks like. The, the Red Bull, we already what you, know what the Red Bull looks like. Yeah, I mean, with that being said, we won't know what it's like until we get to Bahrain. They could look really good on track. Doubt it, but they could. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully we'll be back this next week uh, with a bit more information. Hopefully... We get some developments on the Horner case. And, you, you know, we're, we're getting, getting way closer to that first race of the season. It's basically two weeks away. Crazy. A week and a half even. Yeah, I reckon it's about a week and a half, won't it be? Because it's already Wednesday. Yeah. And I think it starts on the 28th. Pre-season testing next week. Yeah, it is. starts on the 21st. How could I forget? Secure. That'll be good. Very interesting to see who's going to sandbag hardcore this year. The whole grid. Do you remember last year we thought, oh, Mercedes. Same old Mercedes. They're sandbagging. And then they rock up to the first race. They've actually got a fucking wheelbarrow. No, who was They cracked? weren't even fucking There was one team cracked last year that everyone was like... Oh, it was Aston Martin. Yeah, to be fair, they were. And to be fair, they actually started the year really well. Oh, well, well I'm excited to cover. We'll cover Secure then. That'd be awesome. 
All right. Sad it's not a bar, uh, Barcelona again. That's kind of iconic, though. Oh, well. We'll see you then. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you made it this far, 44 minutes of absolute dribble. <laughs> um, Lewis to Ferrari, who would have guessed it? Mitch did last year, to be fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, get me on the grid. Yeah. Uh, see you soon.